0: you're listening to Whoa. Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and culture. I'm your host, Mindy Chang, and thank you so much for tuning in for this very last minute impromptu episode solo, no guest, just me. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe and sane and healthy. That is a lot to ask of anybody right now. I am publishing this episode on Monday, November 2nd. And if you're listening to this on the day that it's being published and you're listening to this or you're listening to this on Tuesday, November 3rd, I am sending you a massive hug. Oh, my dear God. And if you're listening to this after November 3rd, how is it? Are we all okay? Are you okay? Have we... Have we imploded? Has has the world gone dark? Or are we are we okay? I don't know. Um, but yeah, just something in my uh heart and in my spidey senses, my sixth sense sixth sense or my being an empath or whatever we wanna call it, uh compelled me to do a little bit of a I don't know, group powwow with all of you and just to send out a word of encouragement and love and I don't know. I'm like channeling remember the Titans right now because this I just feel like we're in that home stretch and it's really freaking hard and like stakes are high. We're tired as hell. We don't know what the hell's going to happen. And it just it's like our most important game, you know, and we have to like we must overcome this. But will we? I don't know. We're on the hero's journey. We are at the climax of the movie or we're slowly approaching it. Um, And because of that, you know, I just I can feel all of the I can feel, hear, see all of the kind of collective anxiety that's been bubbling up. And I think rightfully so. And just wanted to be a place for all of you guys to just I don't know, like energetically hold hands and just be like, you know, like that squeeze that you give somebody when you're like, we got this. We got it. It's going to be okay. That's what I wanted to send out to all of you. Um, And I really think it's very interesting because, you know, definitely I know that a lot of my listeners are based where I am, which is in the United States of America. And I do have a number of listeners who are international. And it's really crazy to me as an American, just to step back and recognize like how much our decisions and, you know, our leadership impacts the rest of the world and how much America is seen as a leader in the space of like, standing for freedom and democracy and liberty and hope and the American dream that has become such a disillusion, like non-existent, sad thing the last four years, you know, regard even with all of that, even with the last four years being the complete and utter dumpster fire that it's been and the complete embarrassing, sad and pitied state that we're now in as the United States. I'm very aware I can feel it and I hear it. Um, for a lot of people out there, it's like it's a it's a strange and humbling and important point of recognition to see, like that people still do look to America as a beacon of hope, um, that symbolically and that energetically, metaphorically, that we can stand for something that's good, you know, that's honorable, that is aspirational. And that's why a lot of people have been so proud to be Americans. And that's why so many people have sought to live here, to leave their home countries, to leave um, relationships and lifestyles and familiarity to come here to find refuge or to find and pursue a dream and to make something of themselves. You know, that's what this country has always kind of represented for the longest. Whether we've lived up to that, (laughs) debatable. And, but I, I, you know, I've been born and raised in America and I have felt a level of patriotism my whole life. I've traveled abroad and been really just like awe-inspired and like eyes open to other, the beauty of the rest of the world, like how freaking incredible, how um, gorgeous and how historically rich other countries are and how beautiful it is to experience another land. And then also that same feeling of like, being proud of where I come from, even as an Asian American child of immigrants, who's like been trying to identify her own self and her own identity and her own culture, you know, all of it, it's been, it's been quite a journey. And I think the pain of the embarrassment of the last four years and the pain of like, the despair and hopelessness, and just sheer humiliation and protectiveness, like I feel defensive of my country. I think that wouldn't be there if I didn't have such a a deep love and a, and an like foundational pride. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't feel like defending my country or protecting it if, it, if I didn't love it to begin with. Does that make sense? Like if you don't care about something, you wouldn't, it wouldn't really matter to you if it was being shat on, right? I don't know. This is the way I process things and, um, discover like the silver linings or the meaningfulness behind a lot of things but you know this this election has definitely not this election only but this entire last four years of this particular administration has really pushed me personally to a limit of truly like questioning my desire to to in any way, fight for this country, in any way, contribute my tax dollars in any way to like energetically campaign for anybody, because it's just really, really pushed me. And I imagine a lot of other people to the brink of like, really giving up it's not just donald trump donald trump is a freaking nightmare but donald trump was also elected by a lot of people in this country and the republican party that has fallen in line and that has somehow like completely abdicated all sense of integrity or responsibility for their for their own constituents for like for integrity and just truth and honor for what for whatever political absurd gain that they get out of sucking on this guy's dick and like becoming such sniveling spineless. Like it. it is really like for me. Yeah, I, I'm a left leaning. I'm a progressive liberal Democrat. You know, I'm, I'm a young millennial. That's how I have uh identified for sure. However, I don't know. I have conservative Korean parents. I have friends who are Republicans like and because like I want to not be a hypocrite, I have been working actively on like being open to hearing more dialogue with Republicans. I've had a lot of struggle in that myself and like being open to like whatever conservative viewpoints there are just because I've fallen in line with the cultural divide that exists in this country, which is you choose a side and you don't budge and go to the other, which in principle I just feel like is not right. But I've definitely done that. You know, even though I might look at that and be like, "Oh, that's not the way I want to be. That's not the way, you know, people will thrive." is just by being so stubborn and um, blind to other, uh, you know, other perspectives and other ways of being. Just by kind of like sticking their fingers in their ears and like, you know, doing Lloyd from freaking Dumb and Dumber and being like, "La ah, la 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 la," and just ignoring all else. I, in principle, don't think that that's a good mature adult wise way to be I have been that I've practiced that because I you know emotionally I'm like I don't want to listen to these you know brainwashed zealots who are trying to like tell me what to do with my body and like who don't have any idea of like what actual people of color deal with in terms of like immigration the just like so much you know like I've kind of like dug my heels in quite deeply and blocked out any willingness to be open to hear the other side. However, the older I get and the more that I have lived my life and paid my taxes and, you know, encountered new milestones of being an adult, dealing with my student loan debt, um, helping out my parents, dealing with property, dealing like, with a lot of things, right? Being a freelancer who wants to like start my own business and all these things, like these new things in my own life have educated me and have forced me, thankfully, I think, to be more open-minded, to think critically and not be so pig-headed to my own detriment, to not be open to another side. That's the way that I have kind of been navigating this, uh, this universe when it comes to like politics and Uh, red or blue and all of this stuff. If a good idea is a good idea, I want to hear it. Okay. And if it's coming from a Republican, I still want to hear it. It will probably hurt my pride. I don't know if I'll be happy about it, but I want what works. I think a lot of people want what works and we all have our specific beliefs on what works, how they work and why they work. Um, and we, it's kind of like saying that the sky is blue, that we're going to be saying that we're like more divided than ever. Yeah, we are. Because, because we are. That's a whole other conversation that I really want to invite someone awesome that I met on a podcast panel today to come talk to me about. But that all that being said, I just feel like, you know, we come to like a very big boiling point. Um especially with this election happening during this year where everything became so much more apparent of like what was at stake and then seeing the decisions that were made with such such like audacity. I don't know how else to put it. It's like brazen lying. It's like willful ignorance. It is like, it's almost like vicious lack of responsibility and lack of like truth and lack of integrity, some of these decisions that have been made. Um, The lack of collaboration with other people, the lack of like respect for scientists, for people who are on the front lines, like protecting lives and coming up with minimal recommendations on how we can stay safe. And economists like people really coming to the forefront with their lifelong expertise to try to contribute to a solution that would keep us safe keep us healthy prevent us from death not just death if you don't die preventing us from tremendous health consequences that even if you don't die are very severe that people cannot afford because we don't have universal health care that have lasting effects on the economy because we can't freaking get back to work because everybody's getting sick and we don't have a protocol that is replicated in a orderly fashion. It is just completely, absolutely absurd. Layered with this like insane white supremacy that has existed since forever, that never went away, that is completely ignored, and in so many ways, like, fueled by these, I don't think closet white supremacists. Like, I just feel like they just kind of open the doors. And I'm like, hey, guys, like, this is where, yes, yeah, st- stand by, guys. Like, we're all just sitting around with our jaws dropped. You know what I mean? Like, I still am, even though I believe what I see. But it's also like, I can't believe I can't believe this is happening, you know, and it's been an onslaught. It's been day after day after hour after hour thing. When we're all trying to get by, we're doing our very best to stay sane in isolation, largely. You know, even if we get to see each other in a safe manner, I know that I, I've done it myself to have like social distance hangouts or to get tested and see a few friends here or there. Um, despite that, we are, we're not, this is not a normal year. That That's like the simplest way to put it. It's not normal. We are not able to have simple freedoms that we, you know, largely took for granted because we never thought we'd be in a position where we'd have to give them all up, where we can't that going to the grocery store or, or you know, ordering food or, you know, foregoing travel plans or having uncertainty hang over our heads, not because of our own decisions, but because the the collective incompetence of people that are elected to lead us because of their inaction and because of their inability to do the right thing, we now have to live in complete fear, anxiety, and uncertainty. And those go a really long way. The longer the days roll on when you don't have any sense of like, what the hell is going to happen? When can I get back to work? When can I not fear for my parents to get sick and die prematurely? You know, like people are having weddings and families and funerals and all sorts of life milestones alone. And, you know, there's going to be a large kind of survival mentality that we've all been adopting to just get through all of these things. And I'm so proud of how resilient and how adaptable people have been and how positive people have been. Like there's so much to praise you know, don't get me wrong. And I I I acknowledge all that. But again, this is not a normal year. And this is to me, and to a lot of people, I think that I've been talking with has been a clarifying moment for a lot of people to recognize the consequences of having the wrong leadership in place. Okay. So as much as I know, I said, this is going to be like the pep talk. And I still hope that this is, I hope, I beg, I implore all of my fellow Americans Especially because I know that my audience is largely Asian American and zillennial, like the Zoomers and Millennials. Y'all, like the embarrassing low turnout of of the Asian American vote, of the young vote in general, it can't it can't happen anymore, y'all. We can't do this. I am I am uh, volunteering as tribute because I have been, I have been participating in that. I have voted in uh, every presidential election. However, I just want to like be straight up with everybody. When it came to like the Senate, when it came to Congress, when it came to local elections, when it came to the propositions, um, even with the presidential, I feel like I went in very, very underinformed, or ill-informed, or misinformed, or not informed at all. Okay. Truly, 2020 is the first year where I've actually paid attention, where I've actually read articles, stances, looked at who different people are and spent any amount of time actually researching anybody else on the ticket besides the presidential like candidates. Okay? First time. And I'm I'm 35, okay? So, I've had a lot of time and a lot of elections from the time I turned 18 to reach a point where I'm like finally paying attention and actively participating. So I wanted to acknowledge that because I'm truly embarrassed by that. But I do think that that is a very big reality. The more that I open up about it and the more that I hear other people talk about it too, it's a lot of us and it makes sense. And so it's not necessarily like, let myself off the hook. I'm not letting myself off the hook, but I I guess I want to be able to just like work through giving myself a break because I don't want to be this way anymore. And because I recognize that having a platform, there are people who listen to me and hopefully me just being very honest and real about the level of confusion or shame that I've had over my actions or inaction can help you figure out, the way that you want to conduct yourself because i certainly i personally really wish i had had somebody talk to me about voting um and this is strange because i'm around a lot of people who are very active and very vocal and very smart and interestingly by default like being around all these smart people actually made me feel dumber And that's something I just wanted to put out there because if anybody out there is feeling that way, like, you feel like everybody else seems to know more than you about candidates, about how the government works, what should be the vote and what shouldn't be, and you just feel like, I don't know enough to, like, make a definitive uh, selection, yo, I'm still right there with you, okay? Please, like, it's okay. You're not alone. Um... I think what this year has been showing us is that like choosing to opt out because you have a certain level of like self-consciousness or fear that you're making the wrong choice has a significant consequence, too. I think the reason why Donald Trump won, which is I mean, there's so many reasons. I'm still truly learning about like the way the electoral college works. I con—I consistently need to be educated on the electoral college. Like, I feel like I, I learn at a certain election and then I forget and then I have to relearn again. I'm sorry. I'm just like, my brain works that way. I could recite the entire movie of Forrest Gump frontwards and backwards, like, give me a scene, I'll reenact it because I memorize all the lines and I know all the blocking and I know, like, what they're wearing. For some reason, that sticks in my head. But the Electoral College, I need a refresher, like, all the time. It pisses me off too, guys, but I don't know what else to tell you. I just accept this is the way my brain has glued on to Disney movies and Forrest Gump, but not to, like, how Congress works. I constantly need to be reeducated, okay? That's just the reality of it. If you're also one of these people where like it just isn't clicking and not like registering as as sticky and as nicely and as intelligently as the next person that appears to be so woke and so smart, yo, I'm right there with you, okay? Regardless, that being said, you know, um it still needs to be done. That's literally what I've concluded okay, Minji, I get it. I like, this is me like doing the work and like working through my trauma. And this is where therapy has brought me, honestly, truly, like it's even helping me politically to accept my shortcomings, to acknowledge like why I feel so like, you know, just like I always procrastinate on X, Y, or Z. Voting has definitely been one of them. I have simply felt like, I don't want to mess it up and that I'm not smart enough to, like, make the right decision. There has been times—there um, were times where I, like, voted and I, I marked my ballot with um, with a vote that I feel, like, was not 100% informed, right? So I was like, oh, shit. Like, what did I do? Did I make the right choice? If I contributed to, like, a bad outcome, like, that will suck. Oh, my God, I'm terrible uh, I should probably never vote again. I'm awful. You know, that self-critic that we've talked about so many times on this podcast, like, yeah, definitely there when it came to voting. So again, just like putting that out there, you guys are getting a first, you know, person glimpse into like my brain. I felt a lot of different things and thought a lot of things about like how stupid I am, how dumb I am. Like, why'd you like wait to the last minute? Why couldn't you just read an article? Why didn't you just care enough to blah, blah, blah. And I have berated myself, to infinity and beyond. And thank you, therapy. Thank you, betterhelp.com. Not a sponsor, not an ad. Uh, I acknowledge all that. I accept all of that. And I don't want to continue doing that anymore. And I imagine I'm not alone. (laughs) I've gotten little pieces of feedback that indicate I'm not the only one. Um, And then there's just people who like, don't agree with like the mainstream thought that they're very you know they're so woke and so smart i don't know there's just so many different kinds of people which i find fascinating and i'm like that's really interesting to to hear the reasoning behind why people vote this way or that or for this person or that and i do think there's a lot of fear there just cuz like people don't want to be wrong i definitely don't want to be wrong you know, like, I don't, ooh, that's like the worst feeling. I hate the feeling of losing, and I hate the feeling of being wrong, like being exposed that I made the wrong choice. Damn, oh my gosh, just is going to a whole other hour of that, but we won't do that. But again, there's so many things about why um, people refrain from voting why they feel disillusioned. They feel like, oh, my vote doesn't count or this or this or that. And again, there's a danger in that it makes sense. I get it. I feel you. And I've been there. Also, there's a really big consequence if like enough people feel that way. Right. Um, despite those things, I think we are face to face with stakes that are truly, significantly, validly high right now in terms of like The integrity of our country, which is a real thing that affects the actual lives of the citizens, the hundreds of millions of people that live here and the billions of people around the world that are paying attention to us and that are impacted by proxy, by our policies, the way that we conduct ourselves, not just like in terms of like respect and morality and ethics, but in terms of policy and trade and the climate and all of the things we are all interconnected. The world has gotten smaller every freaking day. And we're more and more aware of that, especially in this pandemic. We make decisions that impact not only us, but the rest of the world. So it is, again, it behooves us to act right now. We can't act. So this is becoming a PSA. on like, why you have to vote? <laughs> but we have to vote. And everybody who's out there, again, going through a roller coaster of emotions, you know hopefully you guys already did, like maybe I'm like literally just talking to people that it's all irrelevant because you guys are amazing and better than I am because I just voted a couple days ago and you already turned in your ballot and you already did the thing. But maybe I'm talking to somebody who's on the fence or who still feels nervous or, you know, doesn't know how to have a conversation. Maybe you voted, but you, you know that there's people in your families that are Like, we're all freaking tired, man. Like, I know that there's so many people out there who are arguing with their families about whether or not their parents or grandparents or whoever, aunties, uncles, family, friends are going to vote for Trump. There are these really, really taxing conversations that are still there. We are still technically, right now when this is being published, a day away from the actual election. So if you're listening to this before November 3rd or on it, there may be a margin of time for you to still take action if you submitted your vote to impact others, to make a difference there. Right now, I'm aware that in swing states, like there are, I think like 388,000, something something like that. That's a very specific number, but it's like in the hundreds of thousands of Asian Americans who still have not registered to vote or who have not voted yet. And that's a really big freaking number. And for the fact that Asian Americans have the numbers and the power to to really impact this election like literally with all the things that are on the docket right now we can't sleep on this and if there is an impact if I'm going to encourage anybody through my platform to take action to have a conversation not even just for this election but literally like legit for the long term because this is a marathon y'all um, to take action and have that conversation, like, I've had a weird conversation with my grandma, because she was gonna vote for Trump, and I was like, I was, what? Because I thought we had this fight and resolved this in 2016, apparently not, um, you know, there's gonna be all sorts of stressors, and I know, okay, this is why I'm here for you, this is why I'm holding your hand, I know we all tired, honey, I'm so tired too, I am freaking exhausted, okay, I've gotten sick like 40, 11 times this year already because sometimes having a conversation with my parents, I literally go go from having like a B, B plus health grade to having like a D. In one conversation, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even being dramatic. This actually happened and we'll have this in another episode. I don't want to go into it right now because I'll get stressed. out and get sick again. But literally a conversation with my parents has like diminished my health. I can feel my white cells like go into action because like they're like, oh shit, she's breaking down again. I know we're all tired and we're all just trying to hang on. It's like it's that feeling like we're hanging on by our fingernails yet again. And and so <laughs> it's me holding your hand, giving you a hug, virtual hug, because social distance. Um, and I'm in a I'm in my closet right now, you're where you are. I'm holding your hand. I'm giving you an encouragement. I'm looking in your eyes. I'm asking you just do that one thing, whatever that one thing is. If it's a text, just to like check with your friends, like, hey, did you vote? If it's to have a conversation that you've been kind of dreading putting off. I put a lot of things off, you guys. Trust me. Um, it's pretty bad. I'm sorry, Marvin. You, you know. Um, just handle it do that five second rule. There's like Mel Robbins. She has like a five second rule where you'd like do a countdown for doing stuff that you don't want to do. Apparently it's very like life changing. I'm listening to her audiobook right now. I'll review it later in a later podcast, but give yourself like a five second countdown. And like, it's literally like being like five, four, three, two, one, and then launching into the action that you're kind of dreading, but like you just go do it before your brain can catch up with it. You know what I'm saying? Just go do it. Um, Because that's what we have to do this is what we have to handle. We are the grownups, whether we like it or not. If you're over 18, honey, you grown up. And this is our responsibility. And I also want to reinforce like the fact I can't guarantee when or how you're going to die. Sorry to get morbid. But the reality is the vast majority of us, we're we're inheriting this earth right now. That is the biggest thing that I am in full recognition of being in my 30s right now as, as a full-fledged adult that my peers and I are in charge of this world. My generation, we are the grownups. We are the ones that are entering Congress. We are the ones that have been there. The mayors, the, the district attorneys, like, the millennials are the grown-ups. Like, when the hell did this happen? I don't know, but here we are, right? And the decisions that we make are not only going to impact us, it impacts the rest of everybody coming after us. And that is a very big, crazy, like, awakening and recognition to have um, because it's a big freaking deal. And you may, again, feel overwhelmed by that. And I'm lovingly here to, like, punch your shoulder and be like, you know, let's do it. We got to handle it. We have to handle it. We don't have a choice but to handle it because if we don't handle it, you know who's going to handle it? Crazy people. Okay. Legit. Like you want the lunatic. I'm sorry. This is why I was so freaking flipping out about my grandma because I love her so much, but I still have to do all her Amazon purchases for her. She doesn't have the internet. Do you know what I mean? And I love her. She is so loving. She makes me great food. If she has, I guess, the lack of consciousness to, like, vote for Donald Trump and think that that's okay because the rest of her retirement facility in the Bay Area, mind you, is voting for Donald Trump, that lack of sound decision-making really concerns me, okay? Um, we don't trust her to drive anymore. There's certain things that like my grandma, I think she has graduated out. Of. I want her to rest. I want her to chill. I want her to be happy and um, be healthy. But I don't know if she gets the world that we are inheriting. It's a question mark. I'm not saying directly like she doesn't have the right to vote. She does and she will. But she's voting. You know what I'm saying? So if she's voting The rest of us who are going to have to live forever with the decision, are we going to leave it to everybody else who. Like, please don't think I'm like an ageist hater. I'm just trying to be practical. I am being practical. Like, she doesn't know how the internet works. We're the ones that have to make these decisions because we are the ones who are responsible for the world that we live in and the future. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to live in it longer. Objectively speaking, we have this world for longer. Probably because again, I don't know when I or you or anybody's gonna die. Um that's just the truth of it. So it's a sucky reality sometimes. Like I don't like it, but I also learned a lot of things in life. It's like not about whether you like it or not. It doesn't take away from its importance and it doesn't take away from its significance and it doesn't take away from its urgency. Um I want to thank everybody who's already voted, who's encouraged me, who's educated me, who's like created this wave of activism, of true accountability, because this is what's going to take from here on out. You know what I mean? And we are all tired, but I truly do feel supported by a lot of other people who care deeply. And that's been really, really awe-inspiring. It's compelled me to even make this episode of the podcast where I think, honestly, any year before, I don't think I would have had the guts or just the passion to speak out on it th- this way. You know? So thank you. Thank you to everybody who's been such a light. And even for people who have respectively, respectfully, um, you know, disagreed, the conversations, like, again, even if they're not enjoyable we know that they're important and we're, we're, we're kind of backed into a corner enough to understand, like, we can't, we can't, uh, procrastinate on it anymore. Right. We just have to face it. We're facing the music right now. Um, so everybody who is, who has voted, thank you. Bravo. If you have the chance, there's still states that are allowing people to, um, register like the day of, so you can, if you're listening to this after and we're still, I just, I don't know, I'm predicting a lot of us are anticipating this like horrible fallout. We Like whatever happens, like say even if Biden wins, like technically Trump is still president until January. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, God, if we think about what has happened in like one week during any month of covid That's a long-ass time. That's a lot of time for a lot of things to keep going strange. And, like, we all know, like, he's not just running for president. He's running away from going to jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as he becomes a civilian again, that mofo, please, will get arrested for all the fraud and all of just the disgusting things and for all the sexual assault and for just, like, actual things that he has done. I hope that there's some— some. Form of justice, like please. Um, But there's a lot. So I think that's what we're also feeling is that we know that it's not going to, this is not going to be done after election day. It's not going to be done after there's even like, uh, you know, established winner. Whatever happens, it's going to, I think we all know it's going to, it's going to be a bit of a, not a bit, a lot of more things. But we'll take it day by day. It's one day at a time. That's all we can do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just sending out love because it's it's fall now. It's the holiday season. People are still dying and, and getting infected with COVID, like astronomically. It's still a really tough time. and So my heart really does go out to everybody. And um, let's just hang in there, you know. Um, let's show up the way that we can show up as powerfully, as respectfully, as clearly as possible, and effectively as possible. Um, And let's just handle this. And I'm really thankful to be in the company of some really smart people who are really supportive. And I'm really encouraging anybody listening, even if you're international, man, like, (laughs) please, we appreciate your pity and sympathy because it's real. But also, like, we appreciate love and encouragement. There are a lot of people, I truly believe that more of America really does want the right thing. um, And that the noise from Trump supporters and people who are full of hate and you know, who are trying to hang on to every little bit of like delusional power and white supremacy that they can. I do think that they are the minority. I think there are a lot of really good, well-meaning people out there. And I'm going to hold on to that faith and um, seek that out of people. And when I see the opposite, I'm going to call it what it is because it's BS nonsense. We don't have time for that. This is not the country. This is not the millennia for that. This is that's got to go. We've got to outgrow that. And so that's taking action, taking responsibility, that is showing up as a neighbor, showing up as a fellow citizen, um, showing up at the polls and holding down the fork. And this is going to be the beginning of a long stretch of accountability, a long transition of really weird powers that be because there's a lot of congressional seats and we're hoping to flip the Senate um, to get some really toxic people out of there because they just need to go if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking at least about Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. I think that they are just despicable. So there's a lot that, again, besides, you know, the presidential election, there's a lot of things that are at stake right now. We are at a very important turning point. It's very on brand for, like, the American, like, hero's journey. We get our backs pushed against the wall, but, like, I really believe in, like, in, in, like, the truth prevailing. I want to, I will I will hold that energy. I hope y'all will too. And thank you for listening. <laughs> I don't know how encouraging this actually ended up being. I feel like I just ended up ranting about like the destruction of our democracy. But um we have a lot to change. And there's more I really want to learn. I mean, just the stuff that I've been hearing about again, the refreshers on the Electoral College and like all the the mechanisms that are are at our disposal to change that are really fascinating. So um, I'm just really hopeful. I'm very encouraged by like Zoomers and younger, like kids that are younger than 18. I've talked to a couple like teenagers who are so smart and so interested and educated way more than I ever was at that age. Really encouraging. But it's also very revealing of like, These young kids are scared. They're worried. They're um, getting educated because they're counting on us to make the right decision. You know what I'm saying? So let's do that. Um, Yeah, this outro is taking very long. But uh, I love all of you. Hang in there. Fight the good fight. Show up at the polls. Talk to people. Donate um, if you can. But even energetically, if we just like keep ourselves calm and in the right mindset, I think that can go a long way because there is some... Not some. There's a lot of anxiety out there. I think people are even scared um I just like what the fallout's going to be after the election so whatever we can do to stay calm centered focused and respectful and you know just as good to each other as possible we can prevent things from getting more out of control. I'm really hoping that it won't go there, but you never know. So like, keep your eyes open. I love you. And uh, thank you, Marvin, for helping me get this episode out there last minute. I really appreciate you. And I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American podcasters and storytellers. Um, Yeah, go check out, check us out. If you'd like to support me you can go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast to become a patron and financially back the podcast to keep the microphone and the wi-fi on wi-fi did i just say that wi-fi excuse me um and thank you to my patrons thank you to uh everybody who's just been so supportive and encouraging and empowering me to use my voice terrified and weird as i can be and uh, if you like to follow me you can follow me at first of all pod you can follow my personal page at MNGZ and yeah go to my link tree you can see other ways to like yeah. Connect and support me. Appreciate it so much. Take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you soon and I'll talk to you later. Oh, and thank you to Uzohan for his use of his song Uzo Trap for the intro and outro. All right, that's it for real. Go vote. Stay strong. Stay safe and healthy. Love you. Bye. I'm not a ninja, shink. Hey, I don't do kung fu. kung fu. But if you're pushing me over the edge, might see these knuckles do some I can hit and drag. Get you feeling like a ladder. <laughs> Introduce you to a whole new world. Go ahead and see what happens, bud. I'm not the